We're studying on our redemption from the curse, and our foundational scripture is Galatians 3.13 and 14, but uh, we're still studying on the fact that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. And as we said, it doesn't mean, this doesn't mean that the law was a curse, and that's not what it, this is implying at all. Actually, it's the, the curse that accompanied, or the curse, the law's accompanying curse, you could say. One translation says, the curse pronounced in the law. And we find that in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. We have the catalog of the blessings, verses 1 through 14, which is what we inherit according to verse 14 of this Galatians 3 that says that the blessing of Abraham would come on all, on all of us uh, in Christ Jesus. And we'll get to that. But we need to find out what we're redeemed from. And we're redeemed from the curse. And that curse came in because of Adam's transgression. We've seen it over and over again. I'm not going to repeat myself. You need to go back and listen to the other uh, teachings on the subject. They're very clear. We need, we need to understand these things clearly from the scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 68, is the catalog of the curse. And it's good that we study it because that's that, you go read it and you'll find out what you're redeemed from. We made some essential points in these last studies that are necessary for understanding. Number one, that the curse is the direct result of disobedience or breaking divine law or his commandments just like it happened to Adam. And we saw a lot of scriptures. Deuteronomy 28.15 simply says, if you don't obey, then these curses will come upon you. And then number two, we saw that the curse is the result of sowing evil. You sow evil, you're going to reap evil. It's the result of the law of sowing and reaping that's in the earth. The reaping part is the judgment part talking about either sowing good or sowing evil. If you sow good, then you're judged rightly and you reap good. If you sow evil, then you're judged wrongly and you reap evil. And that's not good. So you got to get this straight in your thinking. And then we also saw that the curse is the result of the of divine judgment because of disobedience and rebellion uh, to God's word that gives or grants access to the destroyer. That is what you see happening over and over in the older covenant scriptures, or as some people say, the Old Testament. God would turn the disobedient and rebellious over to their enemies. Why would he do something like that? Well, the devil has a right to them, because Satan received the legal right to operate in this earth and to afflict human beings with the curse and to kill, steal, and destroy through Adam's transgression. Adam turned uh, the dominion and the authority that God gave him over this planet over to the devil. And it's in his hands. So when people disobey and are rebellious, God can't legally protect them. So he has to turn them over to, to their enemies. He has to protect his integrity. And he has to be a righteous judge. Remember what Abraham said in the book of uh, Genesis chapter 18, I believe it is. Abraham said, will not the judge of all the earth do what's right? <laughs> and the answer to the question is, absolutely. God will always do what's right. Now let's see a little bit more about this. We discussed this quite at length from different aspects and different angles. I'll mention a couple of those scriptures today. But you need to see this about being turned over because of disobedience to the enemy of God. Nehemiah, let's go to Nehemiah, book of Nehemiah. You know where that is? 
That's before the book of Psalms. You go to Psalms and you start working your way backwards. And then you find the book of Job. And then before Job comes Esther. And before Esther comes Nehemiah. Praise the Lord. Nehemiah chapter 9. Well, let's start in verse 26. Nevertheless, they were disobedient, talking about the children of Israel, and rebelled against you. Now, remember what I told you? And we've seen over and over again. The curse is the result of divine judgment because of disobedience and rebellion to God's word that gives or grants access to the destroyer. Well, here it is in black and white. Nevertheless, they, they were disobedient. They rebelled against you. Cast your law behind their backs. That means that they refuse to do the word and refuse to act on the word, refuse to keep his commandment, and killed your prophets and testified against them to turn them to yourself. And they worked great provocations. So what happened? Verse 27. Therefore, you delivered them into the hand of their enemies who oppressed them. And in the time of their trouble, when they cried to you, you heard from heaven. And according to your abundant mercies, you gave them deliverers who saved them from the hand of their enemies. So you see what happened? They got over into disobedience, rebellion, strife, whatever else. They even killed some of the prophets and refused to do what God said in his word. And they were delivered into the hands of the enemies. And the enemy was the one that oppressed them. The enemy was the one that brought trouble to them. And right in the middle of that, they cried to God and he heard them. And because of his abundant mercies, he delivered them from the hands of their enemies. He actually sent them uh, people to bring deliverance to them. But what happened? Well, they did it all over again. But after they had rest, verse 28, they again did evil before you. Therefore, you left them in the hand of their enemies so that they had dominion over them. And then you'll go through here, and it says it over again. They cried unto the Lord, and the Lord delivered them. Uh, over and over again. So God delivered them, and then in verse 29, they went back and began to sin against His judgments, would not heed His commandments, and so on and so forth. They would shrug their shoulders and stiffen their necks. Yet for many years, God would have patience with them and testified against them. By your spirit and your prophets, verse 30 says, what would happen? Therefore he gave them into the hand of the peoples of the land. Nevertheless, verse 31, in your great mercy, you did not utterly consume them nor forsake them, for you are God, gracious and merciful. Now, are you seeing a pattern here or am I just making this up? No, it's a pattern. They were disobedient, they rebelled, and they were turned over to their enemies. See, they were turned over to the curse. God had to do that. He didn't want to do that. We saw from the book of Lamentations that it grieves him when people are afflicted. It hurts the heart of God when people are in sickness and they are under slavery. It's not his will, but he has to turn them over because there's a legality involved. If they're over in the devil's territory, he does not have the right to protect them. He has to turn them over to the enemy. Now, we saw that also from the New Testament. But I'm going to give you some more scriptures for you to write down. I don't have time to look them up. That talk about this being turned over to the hands of the enemy. And you go back to... And actually, before I say that, Nehemiah is obviously taking this from the book of Judges, because you'll find that in the book of Judges, chapter 2, 
verse 14, that they rebelled against God. They got turned over to their enemies. And then God would send them a deliverer. And then they'd do it again in verses 18 through 23 of the second chapter. And then chapter 9, verse 57 of the book of Judges. And then chapter 10, verse 6 and 7. They did the same thing. God would deliver them, and then they'd go back, and they'd start serving idols, and they'd start rebelling against God. God would turn them over to their enemies. They'd begin to cry out to God. God would deliver them, and then they'd do it again. Go to chapter 13 and verse 1. Well, is that what still happens today? Can you find this in the New Testament, the New Covenant Scriptures? Well, we saw that, yes, assuredly, it's in the Scripture. Matthew chapter 18, verse 34 and 35, you refuse to forgive, then you're turned over to the tormentors. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5, the man that continued and persisted in sin and sexual immorality, Paul said, turn him over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. You remember that Scripture? That's 1 Corinthians 5, 5. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27 through 33. If we would judge ourselves, then we would not be judged and turn over to our enemies. The Corinthians were not doing so in that same portion of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 27 through 33, says that they were weak and sick and dying prematurely. Now, I know, folks, that this is a side of Bible truth and things in the earth that some may not want to hear. But it is revealed in the Scripture, and it reveals a vast responsibility on our part. What does it teach us? Well, it teaches us that we as Christians need to walk in the liberty with which Christ, with which Christ set us free. Yeah, He's redeemed us from the curse, but we need to walk in that liberty. What does it mean to walk in that liberty? Now, that's Galatians 5.1. Actually, I'm going to read that scripture. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1 says, Stand fast in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Well, you go back. What, what did he deliver us from? Christ has redeemed us from the curse that was pronounced in the law because he became a curse for us. Well, here it tells us you've got to stand fast in that liberty by which Christ has made you free, and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Well, we shouldn't live in bondage, but you can if you want to, but you don't have to, thank God. We can walk in the liberty. What does it mean to walk in the liberty with which we have been made free by the sacrifice of Jesus? Well, to walk means to live in it. Go ahead, study it out. It's actually a Hebrew euphemism. It's, it's a Hebrew way of saying, live in it. Amen. And Paul's just using a Hebrew way of speech. You can, I, I found that from um, uh, Thayer's Greek-English lexicon of New Testament words, that uh, Paul is using a, a Hebrew way, a Hebrew expression, when he says to walk in the liberty. That means to live in it. Do we have any other scripture that talks about how we should live? Well, it says the just shall live by faith, the scripture says. Over and over again. Three different times in the New Testament. We live by faith. Well, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. 
You see, you have to put your trust in our redemption. We have to put our trust in our redemption from the curse. And thereby, we authorize all heaven to manifest our redemption in our lives. Amen. We'll come back and teach uh, some more on it about our redemption from the curse in uh, our next study. Praise the Lord. Amen.